on today's episode of Bucked Up. Oh, 17 tracks on it? Damn! There's 17 tracks. Oh, I'm excited for the. There's 17 tracks. It's like a big Wumbo record. It's great because I think if I remember correctly, Kenny thought we were going to do like more of an EP kind of thing. But I was like, I'm ready to work. And I just kept, <laughs> I was like, I'm- Kenny gets tricked into every project he does. <laughs> Have you ever heard about like the, this like, this like Kirbyism philosophy of like gameplay too? No. Where like, uh, and Nintendo loves to do this, where they love to make a game that's easy, but if you want it to be hard, it can be. And Kirby is like the first time they ever like experimented with this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have to do the clap for the microphone. Oh, yeah. With my setup, literally, it's a phone and microphones you don't even have to hold. So right. you can literally do it anywhere. 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 That and the works. iPhone's basically waterproof. So <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> We're under a tree. We're good. Yeah. I think we are good. That's so true. Imagine oh. when they didn't have roofs. Like, mm. roofs were an invention. Yeah. Yeah, coverings, canopy. Anything. You know. You don't smoke weed. I, I'm I already high, so I'm going on oh, my, good, like, good. deep thoughts of, like... No, good. I, well, I used to... Everything's I, an invention, I used know? to... I used to smoke spliffs. So, like, I'd smoke, like, three, four, five spliffs a day. And then uh, in 2021, I was like, I have to quit smoking tobacco or I'll fucking die obviously yeah but so i quit and then um it like changed my relationship with weed because i try to smoke weed like by itself and it would get me way too high mm. i remember like one of the first times i tried this um i was watching the the castlevania anime on netflix <laughs> and i was like i'm gonna go smoke a joint and i did that and i was like this should be fine like no tobacco it's all good I'm gonna fill the rest of it like it should be fine and then I came back, and it was, like, scaring the shit out of me. Mm. And I was, like, my, like, legs were shaking. And I was, like, this is fucked up. So I just had to stop. And then now I do sometimes, like, but not really very often. Like, maybe, uh, like, every week or so. Weed has gotten wicked strong, I feel like, in the past, and, like, yeah, two that years. Too. But I don't smoke tobacco. I'm five years clean of all tobacco. Nice. I just smoke weed. Nice. And you are right. When you quit it, you realize that it, you had a tobacco addiction. Right. Like It's it not the like, weed. Right. It's, it's, and it, like, neutralizes the weed in a way. It makes it, like, different. It's like you least, tricking yeah. your brain into being like, oh, I'm smoking weed, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. But really exactly. you're doing, because exactly. you'd never smoke a cigarette. You know right. what I mean? Right, and I wasn't. I was just Exactly, so. <laughs> on the European yeah. shit. Right, and I mean, I guess sometimes I'd smoke cigs. Like, yeah. on, on, on tour, I was smoking cigs a lot because it was mm. a great way to be like, I'm fucking off for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my problem with food. Like, yeah. when I'm on the road and stuff, I just want to yeah. eat unhealthy because it's such like a good coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. And now I've been trying to like get on my workout shit, working out every day, but like, nice. I just love eating. It's a problem. Yeah. You ever seen The Whale? The that whale. one with Brendan Fraser that he just oh, won. Oh no, uh... but he won the award for I, mm -hmm. I, I saw his like reaction to him winning the award, which is beautiful. Did you see the movie though? Yeah, I haven't seen the movie. It's like a little harsh on like 
obese people. Whoa. But there's a scene that when he eats and he just kind of like goes into a state that I'm like, damn, like Whoa. I feel that heavy, you know? Like you put him in a fugue state. Yeah, because I'm like I'm 280 pounds, like I'm uh -huh. a 46 inch waist, like I'm big. I just wear baggy clothes. Yeah, but that's my whatever. Yeah, but it's interesting. I feel like in like the last few years, I think like fashion has really caught up to big people. Because I think I'm kind of big, too. I mean, I But wear, you rock your shit. Like, you're yeah, always posting like, fashion shit that I'm like, damn, like, I love I your really, style. I really try my hardest to, like... Because it's like, if I don't, then I know I don't feel good. So it's like, a look good, feel good mm. thing. Um, but I like, like, workwear and, like, you know, that all that shit. Like, I'm really into, like, Maddie Matheson and, like, his style is a big <laughs> influence on me for style. Um, he has this great clothing brand that's very expensive, but... Bigger sizes? Yeah, so it's called Rosa Ragosa and it's like it's like a monochrome workwear clothing line. And they'll they have like five different clothing items in like six different colors. Okay. So they have like two different kinds of pants, two different kinds of button down shirts, and like like a, like some like trucker hats and like kind of like more like accessory type items yeah. in all these different colors, like black. And they have white and like they had to do like off-white and like a teal and um you can kind of just like buy a whole set you know and mm. they do like there's like trousers and then there's like carhartt double knee kind of like dupe pants oh that's dope. Yeah. yeah i just got into thrifting for the first time recently oh shit i cool. had never really done that before i don't yeah. know i do yeah, I'm really big on it. I have, like, a huge collection of, like, vintage t-shirts and stuff. It's really yeah. nice. Yeah. I think you hit, I hit an age where I was like, damn, I can't just be wearing, like, tour merch anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'll wear it, but, like, I, I have you. to, I like, yeah. <laughs> change my style up just a little bit. Yeah, for, for me, I love, like, I love, like, media and, like, pop culture and stuff. So I, I love, like, old stuff and uh, shit like that, so... I got, when I got into collecting shirts, it was not even that long ago, like maybe like a year ago, where I got serious about collecting like vintage shirts and like cataloging what I owned and like keeping them all kind of together. Um, uh, and it's, I have like 200 shirts. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem is I don't know where yeah. to put all these clothes that oh, I'm I've, getting. <laughs> I bought like an industrial like store clothing rack <laughs> and all my shirts are on it like organized by color. Oh, okay. I have yeah. my hoodies organized by color. Yeah. You were yeah. talking about Castlevania anime. Did you watch the One Piece live action shit? No, I'm not going to watch it. Why? I don't know. I don't want to watch it. I One think Piece it's going to get me into anime. I started Whoa. watching the anime and I had never watched anime before. You've never watched anime and you're going to watch One Piece? I watched the One Piece live action, loved it so much that I, I know I'm just, I'm a basic bitch right well, now. Well, I mean, do you know <laughs> the whole thing with One Piece and how no. it's very long? Yeah, yeah, there's like yeah. a thousand episodes. Yeah, that's like the But you can skip running. the first 45 right. if you watch the live action. Yeah. Oh, there you go, there you go, there you go. <laughs> and I'm doing research on the filler arcs not yeah. to watch. Yeah, yeah, there's, I'm sure there's all kinds of watch guides. <laughs> but isn't um, that The Simpsons? There's the same amount of episodes I as The I guess so, but The Simpsons, you can jump in anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, you jump in One Piece, episode 700, they're going to be talking about shit that you have no idea <laughs> about. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, and this guy's back. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, like, I feel you. Yeah. I was thinking about that with this podcast, driving here with you. Because mm. I was going to be like, 
bro, I was going to start it off yeah. by being like, bro, I saw you at Solid Sound wow. four years ago, yeah. fucking the Wilco Festival, but no yeah. one who listens to my podcast <laughs> probably knows what Solid Sound or, or even Wilco, Wilco is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, even yeah. though that's so crazy to me, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> no, yeah, that was a great time. Uh, that was a great festival. I was excited just to go. I didn't really know I was going until that day. Really? Yeah, because Rory was playing, and then he was like, do you guys just want to like come with me to Solid Sound? And I was like, Fuck yeah, let's go. And we just like got in the car and we drove down there. Um, and I met um, Clipping that day and that was cool. That's who, I was yeah. trying to think who else was performing. Yeah. Was that the Courtney Barnett we year? No, no, that was the next year. I think. Oh, okay. Or, or, the Courtney Barnett one was way more recent. Mm. Yeah. But that was a while ago. Mm-hmm. And that's why when I found out you were in the area... Yeah. And all that shit, it was like so many clicks oh, in my cool. brain. You know what Same. I mean? Because I became a huge fan of you and then digging through Ruby Yacht since mm. then, since cool. seeing y'all's performance. That's what's up. Yeah, that was a fun time. Like, I was just along for the ride. A, a, a lot of the times I'm just like along for the ride and doing like Ruby Yacht stuff. I try not to be like too. I feel like you're being humble. <laughs> I try. Well, I try to be. I don't you did the spontaneous nation shit, which is oh my god, another oh my thing god. that maybe my listeners have no no yeah, idea about. But yeah. Paul F. Tompkins is the reason I got into comedy. That's he is the coolest dude ever. Like if if Paul, if you're listening to this, Paul's the coolest guy ever. Like it was so cool. It was so sick. I I like got to the show. Everyone was getting ready, like doing stuff, and like sat. I had everybody, and we were just chilling. And then all of a sudden, Paul was like, "Dad, I want to give this to you." It's like an enamel pin, a Spontaneous Nation like branded enamel pin. It's like now you have like this keepsake that you did this forever. That's crazy. How did that like, come together? Fuck yeah. Oh, so um, Kenny, who I just did this record with, is really good friends with Jordan Katz, who I don't know if you know. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing trumpet player. He's friends with all kinds of artists in kind of our sphere. Um, he played trumpet in um, Open Mike Eagle's Tiny Desk. That's like oh, a thing. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Um, but he's also the band leader for Variatopia, um, which is that show. Mm-hmm. Variatopia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah, Not Spontaneous no, Nation. My... Variatopia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Different Paul Tompkins project. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's uh, Jordan's the band leader for the show that they do there. So. They were looking for someone to be the musical guest in New York. And Kenny was like, hey, how about Dev? And they were just like, yeah, let's do it. You know? And I think I'm like the least famous person to ever do Variotopia. (laughs) (laughs) Which is cool. I like super dig. And I got to meet a lot of people. It was very interesting. Like I'm like sitting in the green room with all the other acts, all the other people involved. And they're like talking about what it's like to be on SNL. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like. I just, I'm from like Massachusetts. I just drove down here. Like, you know, it was very, it was very cool though. Um, That's so funny how you see yourself. <laughs> you know what bro? I that was, is how I, I see was myself. nervous as hell driving really? over here oh to God, talk to you. Good. I told I've been a fan of you for what wow. five six years at wow. this point. Like I was nervous to come over here and talk to you, but it is funny because that's probably what I like in your music. Is who you are, you know? That's so sweet. Yeah, yeah, I don't like, I don't know. I'm 27 now, but sometimes I still feel like like a kid, like, Mm -hmm. or like the young gun in some ways, like, because the people I'm looking up to are also growing up, so I'm not like, I don't know. I don't know. Is Um, that what you like about Nintendo? Yeah, well, 
I think I like I think I like youthful things. I like whimsy in general. Like, um, there's this thing with there's this like there's this thing that Rory wrote about Rubiat about the seven virtues, and there's like seven virtues of Rubiat, and one of them is whimsy. And I've always felt like I'm like the one in the crew that like specializes in that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What are the others? Uh, bop. You're gonna put me on a spot. I don't know. Oh, you don't have it. <laughs> whimsy. You're whimsy. Whimsy, Bob. It's like yeah. the seven. Agency the, is one of them. The seven yeah. dwarves. And right. Snow yeah. White. Yeah. You are whimsy. I'm whimsy. I feel it. I feel it. Um, I just like to have fun and be like positive. I was just talking about this with my partner because we're both like getting over a cold. And I was, I just, my birthday weekend was recently and I was like kind of sick on my birthday and the day after. Mm -hmm. And just did not break morale at all. I was like still stoked. And I was like, yeah, my superpower is being optimistic even when like things kind of suck. You, you know? kind of have to though. Because yeah. if you don't, yeah. you just snowball. Yeah. Like you can snowball good things. Like yeah. if you never quit music, if you never quit anything, yeah. it'll get better. Proven fact. But if you don't, if you, it'll yeah. go the other way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's a tough thing to realize mm. that you're in charge of your happiness. Mm. you know yeah and I, and i guess like that's you know why i'm so focused or i just enjoy and honor my like interest in video games like in nintendo and disney like, i bring disney. nintendo up for a reason though because nintendo sticks to their guns of like they're basically like indie games compared to mm. like big AAA PS5, yeah. but they still are be They still sell better. Yeah. They still yeah. like they're it's still the their own thing. Yeah, and that's the what I love. That's why I pull up with an iPhone, and I don't yeah. even. I'm not even inspired by Nintendo in that way. But thinking about it, it's like damn. Yeah. They're proof of the pudding to sticking to your guns, yeah. you know? Well, for me, it's a it's like a difference in philosophy. I think it's always been this thing where, like, Nintendo is not playing the same game that Microsoft and Sony are. Microsoft and Sony want to fill the same role. Nintendo is just like, you guys are dumb. Like, I'm mm. going to do my own thing. And it's this philosophy, I think, of, like, ease of access. Ease of access and... Um, like accessibility, I guess is a, th those are the, those are the, the the same thing. But I think overall, it's like accessibility to this like joy and this like state of play, um, because not everybody can, not anybody of any age can go pick up The Last of Us and have a fun time, you know, or like Call of Duty, yeah, or Halo, or any of these games that are like the big pillars of Microsoft and Sony. You can't just like jump in and be like, oh, this is fun. But anybody old or young or anywhere on the spectrum of like, of like identity or age can enjoy Mario because he's just like a funny little plumber guy. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? You just like jump yeah. around and any of the games. You still, any of them right, have like right, right. Have you ever heard about like the this like this like Kirbyism philosophy of like gameplay too? No. Where like, uh, and Nintendo loves to do this where they love to make a game that's easy. But if you want it to be hard, it can be. And Kirby mm. is like the first time they ever like experimented with this. Where like in Kirby, he can fly over all the obstacles. You could just fly over the whole level and finish it. But you could also choose not to and interact with the level and solve the puzzles and fight the guys and get the power-ups. 
I like that. But you don't have to. And then a lot of Kirby games have this like heat system. Like once you've beaten the game, you can like rerun the game with this like level of heat that makes the game more difficult. And then you can like raise it all the way up and then it's like impossible or whatever. And it's like super hard and fun for folks who love a challenge. Um, and, I, and I think that's like the big difference between Nintendo and other game companies is that they're like kind of thinking about everybody and not like what what culture has like deemed like a gamer is you know um they're thinking about those people that maybe don't play video games every day or know about all the things or read ign or whatever um and they want them to have fun too i think that's pretty like important you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm super into the ideology of attention as the universal currency mm. and giving attention to things that matter yeah. And things that are positive and not. And it's really funny because I was very blinded or blind to the whole like misogynistic YouTube blow up. Yeah. That's how I had no I had no idea. Whoa. I had no idea. And I think that's what like Call of Duty is. It's like we can feed into people's anger. Mm. And Nintendo doesn't feed into anger, it feeds into nostalgia. Yeah. But like every hatred sells, like sex sells. Mm. Like there's these things that are like we can push it to 10 sell, but you don't have to live life that way. Right. I don't right. know. I agree. That was a weird you does that make sense? I yeah, I understand what you're saying. I think I think at the core of it you're trying to express that like there's other avenues to like evoke you know joy or or evoke like engagement from a product than like controversy mm -hmm. yeah like i think that's kind of what you're getting at um i don't think you should hate watch things right right <laughs> i don't think i think you should focus on whatever no matter how niche it is mm. focus on it and that in itself will work out yeah I don't know, like yeah, that's the, the Ruby Yacht shit. I love it because it's hella niche. Hell yeah. You know, but it's not at all because yeah. if you play it for most people, they'd enjoy it. Right, well, I think we're like one of the last classic crews. Like we really do it in a way that is like traditional, but also inventive and like, it's like traditional, but modern, inventive and forward thinking, I think. Um, and it's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a great time getting to honor that idea with people that I love and like, you know, yeah. How'd you link up being from Massachusetts? I went to the first ever, I think it was the first Milo show in Boston in 2013. I found out about that first mixtape from Fantano, and I was. I was a sophomore in high school, obsessed with it over the whole summer, just bumping it every day. Like, I had never heard anything like it before in my life. Like, I had known about, like, doom and, like, rap that was, you know, underground and alt in that way, but I would never heard a rapper that, you know, because doom is, like, a character. He's, like, outside of reality in some ways. I had never heard someone that was so real and so, like so in my in in my mind relatable and it was very new for me 
so I went to the show. I was like 16. It was 2013. I met Rory at the show. There's, you know, there were some people there. I was like one of like seven people that came to the show. And that was cool. It's, and, and I'll say this, it's so amazing to, to know him from there to now seeing him like sell out shows in London five nights in a row or whatever, like just doing all this crazy huge shit. Um, I've always been such like a like such a supporter and like always rooting for him to win. Um, but um, at the show, I was just like sort of asking questions, very inquisitive, very like curious about like what this all what all this shit was, like how you're doing this, like what's the sampler you're using to play the songs, how does that all, all, that all work? And he was just very gracious and just like answered my questions and was willing to just like tell me the data that I wanted, you know, and when I had that data, I just got to work, basically, and was, like, started rapping, making beats of my own in school and at home, and, like, my, 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 like, ultimate goal was always to join Rubyot, and then I did that, it's been, like, I, I like to say everything is extra after that, but really it's this, like, exercise of, like, now what, you know, like, what's next, like, how do I push the envelope and, like, represent this crew in the way that, in a way that I can be proud of. Yeah. That's real. I, th- I, w- I want to keep going on that, but I want to go back to my point that I was <laughs> highly fucking up the words is that is what I'm talking about. Yeah. You had, a, you were one of seven people in there, but you thought if I just stick to this and if I just stick to it, no matter the popularity of it, no mm. matter what, I'm just sticking to what I want, my passion. Yeah. Let's put blinders on everything else. Then you do come mm. to a place where you're now releasing an album yeah. with Kenny. With Kenny. Oh, and yeah. and yeah, that's exactly. 10 years later yeah. of not focusing on what would make you popular. Mm. Not focusing on what I meant before is hating on women to get popular on YouTube. Sure, sure. Or like video games trying to kill like kill people to make it more popular or rap about a certain thing it's like no i'm gonna focus on what i want for 10 years Mm. attention is the universal currency and Mm. you get to where you are right now yeah exactly yeah it's been it's been like a wild ride i moved up to maine uh for four years and was living above soul in maine did a bunch of touring been to like most states in the war in like the country um and it's just been dope and i've like every day is a gift uh from like what i've learned and like like what i've absorbed from being around all these amazing artists that i've met through this journey and like fucking dope how has the path gone in these past 10 years versus what you expected in some ways it's exactly what i expected but i think the pace is different i think it's i think to be young and to be excited you like speed things up and I've you know you go through these ebbs and flows where I'm like oh like x y or z thing hasn't happened yet in five years so maybe that will never happen you know and then five years later it does and it's like recontextualizing the pace of how these things go and um also like imagining my path as somebody else's and comparing. I think that's something that that I was battling with a lot where I'm like, oh, well, this person and this person did this thing when they were younger than me. Like, maybe I'll never do it. You know, maybe I'll never play this venue or, you know, do- This episode is sponsored by Infused Productions. They are the best in cannabis products and events. Make sure to follow them online at Infused Productions. That's I-N-F- 
U-Z-E-D Productions, and check out what they have going on. Let's get back into it. This, do this circuit, or whatever it is, or like rap with this person. Or, but um, it's all sort of like, it's not, it's not relative to each other. Like everyone's path is different. And I think kind of zeroing in on that, like changed how I'm able to like keep motivated. How did you realize that? How did you come to that realization? You know, I think it just came with a lot of reflection. And like when I would feel down and I'd feel like I wasn't doing something right, instead of just like being like, yup, that must be it. I think I tried to analyze why I feel that way and like how I can move past it so that it doesn't like put a detriment onto my like overall goal artistically, you know, or just like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to let a feeling like that stop me from rapping. So Mm -hmm. I'm always trying to like kind of get on top of it, you know? So I think it's just a lot of like, a, a, a lot of moments in those times where I'm like catching myself and like letting myself like reflect instead of just like allowing it to fuck me over. Yeah. yeah. Do you think because you started so young seriously, you see yourself as this like older person? Like you're 27, like I'm 26, cool. you're 27, like yeah. you are young. Like you are young in the grand well, scheme of things, I guess especially so. yeah. in as a fan, the realm of music you're in. Mm. It's like yeah. comedians. Comedians don't blow up until, like a young comedian's 35 to 40. Cool. When you really think about cool. like, who are the young comedians? They're like in their 30s, yeah, you fair. know? And I feel fair. like that's the same thing with non-mainstream rap. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think, I, think it, I think that it can vary. And the state of the internet is just all so different. And obviously that's how we all sort of like that's like the tool we all use despite art form to like gain attention or pop off or whatever. But, and it's so volatile. I do think in the past we were a lot younger um, when we were popping off. I don't know though. Cause again, everyone's journey is different. I see myself as young sometimes, but then I go play a show or I'm like around other people. And then I feel old. Like, sometimes I go to these shows, like, in the city, and I'm like, damn, like, I'm fucking old. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I don't know what mm, talking yeah, about. I guess I feel I'm kind of, like, focused in my own. But is that old, or is that just what I was talking about before? That you're smart enough to give your attention to the mm, things that matter maybe, to yeah. you? yeah. Because I guess that is... Being like when you're young, you just want to give your attention to everything. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like you want to be like on the up and up as to like the whole zeitgeist. Every exact. I want to do this and this and this and this and this. And I think that's a scary thing that young people need to understand: is you can do anything, but you have to focus on one thing. Sure. In the beginning. Yeah. Like focus, proving that you can focus on one thing will give you the ability to do whatever Mm. in the end. Yeah, heard that heard that yeah yeah i think overall when i'm around like my folks i feel like kind of young but when i go out and journey out into the world i feel old yeah yeah but that's why you like the nostalgia yeah for sure well i think i like nostalgia for a lot of reasons you know there's a lot of like inner child here like healing that goes on when we as older folk or just like young adults engage with these things that were 
popular when we were younger. I think what that really is is like a return to like the beginning of the self and like to sort of just like guide a younger self through trauma and harm, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I just, not to get all like personal, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I just went through like a breakup from a longer relationship. Mm. And it was really, it was a good relationship. Mm. And like trying to explain to friends why it didn't work out when it's good is tough. Yeah. But what we realized with each other is we were just kind of like feeding each other's hurt inner child. Mm. Instead of like growing past it, we were Mm. like living in that. Mm. And I think that is a tough place I get t- stuck in in nostalgia. It's like yeah. nostalgia, nostalgia of feelings. Yeah. Does that make sense? I feel that. I don't know. I feel that. Not to get all like weird on it. No, no. But you know I what I mean? I it's do, like I you do. need to find someone that wants to help you grow, mm. not that like fills the thing you missed when you were younger. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think when it comes to like romance and like partnership, that's not the, great, the greatest. Um, you know, uh, approach or value. But I think with, in terms of like hobbies, it is. I think it's, I think it, it, I think it can be like healthy for your hobby to be something that will like lead you to some sort of like, like more complete, you, you know, when you, like, finish that loop and you, like, break that cycle mm-hmm. of, like, ruminating on the past, I think engaging with stuff like video games or if it's comics or if it's, you know, crochet, that like, whatever it is, you know, I think um, practices like that to, for, for the self can be, like, super beneficial. Um, yeah. You do have to give yourself enough of what you want yeah because if you push yourself too hard you will just like yeah if you start to feel jaded that's when you like yeah you know i i have such a fear of becoming jaded and i feel like sometimes i can be a little jaded um but i think i don't know it's like my biggest fear for me to be like shut off from everything uh new Mm -hmm. you know because I, like, don't get it or don't want to get it because it's not what I'm doing or whatever. What but, type of old person do you think you're going to be? I think I'm going to be, like, the... I think I'm going to be, like, this the silent, inquisitive type of old person. Like, I'm not going to be too engaging. <laughs> I'm just going to be, like... <laughs> you know, like, those grandparents <laughs> that, you know, they just give you a thumbs up and don't say shit to you. Like, yeah. That's going to be me. Yeah. Yeah. I have learned through this podcast, and I'm not good at it yet, of just like learning that you don't need to talk. Yo, it's so true. Yeah, you just don't need to. Sometimes you could just be like, (laughs) yep. (laughs) But I. It's nice. It's nice. Are you an only child? No, no, I have an older sister. Okay, I'm an only child, so I feel like I always try to fill silence up. Oh, cool. You know? Yeah. Because no one told, like, yeah. there was no one to bounce off the yeah. ideas. No, with. for sure. Like, no, yeah, you, you didn't have an older sister that was telling you to shut up all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, all right, this is, it's like when you see old couples that worked, 
The guy is always quiet as hell. That's so true. <laughs> well, I so, so I work at a, I work in like the beer industry. I work in the craft mm-hmm. beer industry, and uh, I've worked at a couple places like bartending and like serving beer. And I see a lot of that. I see a lot of that where like where like one one person in the couple will come up and the, and they're like the talker, and like the other one, whoever it is, like in any dynamic, but there's always like one person who's like, they're the one that's like, I'm here to like do the transaction for both of us. Like, you yeah. like, know what I mean? Do you think opposites attract? Sometimes, sometimes. I think that's like a person by person thing. Mm-hmm. I think some people like when their partner is like them or they're attracted to people who are like them and then other people um, like to be who they are and not have that get dominated. So I think that they like mm. people who aren't like them. Yeah. But I, but, but like, I don't think it's a hard rule. Yeah. You know, are your parents together? No. See, and you have, I, and you have a very That's good, crazy. you have a very good mindset. Mine aren't together either, That's but crazy. I don't have a good mindset about it. Like, I'm Whoa, still, you're like, <laughs> <"Fuck that." laughs> no, I just feel like you see relationships very, in a very positive mindset or mm. i mean you're you've thought deeply about it i have it's not like yes, you have I a have. trauma-based reaction to relationships that no, i know of. no 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 <laughs> no i don't i don't think i went through a pretty bad breakup like a couple of years ago um but i think i was the person that like had to be like this is not working mm. this is crazy you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. like, um, um, and it does it build took, up like it, it that. It does build up. It did. And they're like, I need to say that thing right now. It took a lot of strength for me because I'm a very, like, passive person. Um, that's like when I'm, I'm, like, very passive in terms of that. So, it took a lot of strength for me. But I think since then, I've been, like, really, like, analyzing, like, what I want in life. And I do want, like, a partnership. Like, that is something that I value. And now I'm with a partner that I'm really happy with. Been together for almost two years. And it's dope. It's sick. We have a great time. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's, sometimes you need those like bad relationships to like make you understand what you want, you know? Totally. Yeah. Your music reminds me of what you just said because you're like i i I, i'm not even like i'm not a music journalist i don't mean to like talk to you about it but what i really love about how you rap sometimes is it'll be like nice and then you'll just like get a little angry or like and i love that shit where it's like i just need to get these points out right now (laughs) epic was like my angry record epic is like a mad record because I was, like, mad at the industry, and I was mad at, like, the world, and I was mad at, like, my place in life. So I just, like, was, like, blah, 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 blah. yeah, crapping about it. Yeah. What about the industry? Um, I was mad at how it, like, worked, or works, you know? And, and now I'm not. I think I was just frustrated because this was, like, in the midst of COVID, I guess the context of it is that, like, I spent a very long time working on this album called Draft Track that is, like, my growing up story. Like, it's meticulously detailed, and you have to, like, you have to just be me to understand all the references. Like, it's very niche and very, like, pigeonholed in that way. Um, I'm, like, 
referencing things from my hometown and rapping about my mom and interviewing my mom for the record. So like, like her voice samples are all over each track and like, I would, I had like spreadsheets and like diagrams of like how things were going to connect in my brain. Like I spent a long time meticulously planning this record and then I put it out in 2020. And so it just like couldn't tour it. Yeah. No one's fucking listening to Dev's crazy record. And it bummed me out. I mean, I think it's like one of my best records. I'm like so proud of Draft Track. But I was like, damn, everyone has to fucking hear this. Like, come on. And then. You weren't happy with how it was received? I wasn't happy with like. I guess I wasn't happy with COVID and like the way it was affecting how I could like bring it to people. But see, that's what I like about it. Because I like people rapping about things that I might not understand. Cool. Isn't that what DJ Lucas's shit is about? Like, he'll I just rap so. about, so. like, yeah, some so, yeah. random shit in Western yeah. Mass that you yeah. have no idea about, yeah. you know? Yeah, I love DJ Lucas. <laughs> oh, DJ Lucas. Who's that man outside of Duncan? <laughs> but that's what I, yeah. I like yeah. your music for that same reason, that it yeah. doesn't matter that it doesn't have to be accessible because it, that in itself is accessibility. Yeah. It's Kirby. You can sure. like it. Sure. Or you can go oh, way right. deeper yeah. into it. That's true. And then really understand it. Mm. Or you can just like it. At the surface level. At the surface yeah. level. Well, so My I, high thoughts do come back around so for people listening. I need people to know I'm stupid, but I'm not that stupid. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It's, well, I, and, and I guess it was, it was about my, my like, invested time. And then I kept ruminating. I was like, damn, I should have just finished this a year earlier like I wanted to and put it out a year earlier. You know, I should have just did it. Like I spent so long on this thing. Um, and I was like, damn, if I just had it done by 2019, I could have like toured it and it would have been great or whatever. Um, so when I decided it was time to do another record and I was like, I'm going to do Epic, I made it in two weeks. I just banged it out. I was like, I'm not going to even think about this for more than a month. I just wrote a record, wrote a rap every day for like a week or so. Um, I was streaming on Twitch and like making beats at the time. So I just took all the beats I was making on Twitch and picked my favorite ones and made the record. And then really the time investment was in the orchestration and not in the production of the record. And I think that's why I just completely flipped my, my normal formula and it like worked, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which one did you, which one did you feel more fulfilled by? Epic. Because it was like a triumph. I was like, yes! But would I you have wanted to tour with that album or now three years later, you're about to release this album with yeah. Kenny. Yeah. And that's going to be... It's going it's, to... It's, it's already like, even with the single, it's been big, a, a bigger moment than anything I've ever done. It's been super fun and exciting to see. My screen time has gone fucking skyrocketing. I'm like, <laughs> you're just always looking. Yeah, yeah. I'm always looking. But it's like fun. It's fun. I'm so excited about it. It's like a dream come true. But I still think about Giraffe Track sometimes. I still think about like, I should do like a deluxe version of Giraffe Track and put it on vinyl. I think about Giraffe but Track. But can't you? All the, I could, but it, sometimes it's good to like leave the past in the past. Like Yeah. But know? now I get why I see rappers like rapping the album in full entirety like 10 years because later. Because sometimes records are like, you just they don't go away in your brain, you know, like, well, people don't realize how personal creating is until they create. And most people yeah. don't create, you know, yeah, like, absolutely. Absolutely. They just think, yeah, you put shit out. You just keep putting shit out. But it's like, that's not really it. Yeah. It's like, 
yeah. your connection to these things and what you're trying to portray yeah. is not what you're receiving. Right. You know? And, and it was like I had one chance. Well, this is how I see it. Obviously, it's not like the truth, but I feel like I had one chance to make a record that was like my autobiography. And that was it, you know? I, I, I don't want to like let it go right away. Um, it's really funny, though, because I've never played a Zelda game in my life. Hmm. But I listened to that song. Oh, cool. And I know exactly what you're talking about. I know who, as a fan, I know who you are trying to portray yourself as, mm. as rapping yeah. in that way. And yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. what it is. Like, that's, that's hella autobiographical, even though if I asked you, is that song autobiographical? No. I would probably say no. I'd no, like, it's, no about it's, about, it's about a character. It's about a Exactly. Game. Yeah. But this record is also kind of autobiographical in a way, too, because... The first single is just about Beatle, but the record, the concept of the record at its whole is about this relationship between work and play and how they feed into each other and what what we do when our play becomes our work or vice versa. Um, so a lot of the songs are about this like escapism and it's like, what are we escaping by by like spending a, like a whole day playing video games or like why do we do things like this why is there so much of a culture around like oh my god my favorite game sequels coming out i'm gonna take off a week of work and just play it all day and like escape from the world and um whatever um uh and it does talk a little bit about just like or i guess a, a lot about my relationship to that because you know you know my music i rap about CV universe all the time and fucking cartoons and video games and shit and I'm referencing all kinds of stuff and sometimes in the past I felt like when I'm playing a game I'm playing it so I know about it so I can rap about it later mm. and I'm like is like so you're not even enjoying it well I am but then I still think about that you know and then you can see how that could totally shift you know until it's I'm not enjoying it at all, which is like my fear. But I do obviously like I still play games and enjoy them. But sometimes I'm like I catch myself not being fully immersed in the game because I'm thinking about I got to make sure I remember this detail or I'm like writing things down so I can put it in a bar or whatever. I think um, that's a big problem with comedians. Sorry to interrupt oh, you. Oh, yeah, I'm sure is it that is, though. People think everything's a joke. They just live life mm. as a joke and not realize that shit's serious. Yeah. Like, that's why I like this podcast being more serious. Like, mm. I, like I'll joke around, we're joking around, yeah, sure, but I like but... a more serious conversation because not everything is a joke. Yeah. And if you live that way, then you're not going to have serious things. Yeah, yeah. that's so true. But as a rapper, you're probably drawing inspiration. Or as right. a musician, as an artist, you're drawing inspiration. Right. But then you don't get to enjoy the inspiration as much if you're right. always thinking about what right. you're creating. And And it's like is it really inspired if it's like this is what my fans expect from me to do a mario sample and make a beat out of it or whatever you know is it really inspired if i if i just default to if i just default to that then you why know? did you do a zelda inspired as your first single on the kenny album a because the song is really fucking good and i love it and b because it when when people hear the second single it will you'll see the duality so I'll talk about it now because I guess it's coming out. Yeah, this will come. This will come out more but, to when the album is released. Cool, cool. So the the second single was Memory Card, and Memory Card is a song about 
um, about how we ruminate on our past and it's about connecting to our past and sort of just like looking back on times where we've like been joyful or like had fun and how we can honor them without exploiting them. That's kind of like what memory card is about. And it kind of just plays on this throughout the whole track plays on this metaphor of like, you know, when I'm stuck in the past, it's like a memory card having some trouble with lag, you know, like, yeah, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. So it's like video game, me like, metaphor but not exactly like about a thing and i think that's sort of like the two ends of the spectrum that the record explores like some songs are just about video games which is like my bread and butter in a way and then some songs start to like dip into like the the more like thematic and the more like philosophical idea that the whole record is about how did the record come together Record came together in July of 2019 is when me and Kenny decided that we were going to do this. I was taking a trip to L.A. to do some Ruby Out stuff. And we had talked about it a little bit, but then that Kenny was... Kenny Siegel, I feel like I should say. Kenny Siegel, the, <laughs> the a legendary, produ legendary producer. He's been on this podcast. Listen to that episode. Oh, he has? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, my God. When did you get Kenny? Well, he talked about your album like a year and a half ago. <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Well, yeah, so, so uh, July of 2019, I took a trip out to LA to do some Ruby Out stuff, and we had talked about doing the record then uh, officially for the first time. Like, we, like, chatted about it on the internet, but then we, like, had a moment to, like, talk, da 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 da, -da. And then we kind of, like, started doing a little bit of work over the next, like, year or so over the internet but it was gonna it would be a while until i'd fly back out to do stuff mm -hmm. i did a tour um about a year ago and it and the tour had me stop well so actually in july of 2019 i was there for like a week so he so he sent me a few beats and i wrote reset that that trip which is the first song on the record and then it would be a a, a little bit of a time until I was back in LA and I stopped through and we recorded like two more songs when I stopped through on a tour. And then at the end of that tour, I was in Canada and I was chatting with Kenny and he was like, oh, like we have this like window of time that would be perfect for you to fly out and like really like work on this. So I was like, oh, cool, like let's do it. And that was a little over a year ago now, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was like a little over a year ago that I flew out to like do what is like the meat of the record mm -hmm. where I was staying with him for like a week and I, we'd like wake up a little early, do a song, or we'd like get breakfast, do a song, you know, break for lunch and like kind of chat for a bit, do another song, and then we'd like chill for a while. And sometimes if we were like feeling it, we'd do a third song, but not every day. And by having fun, we, like, went to Scenario and, like, did cool shit and, like, had fun and, like, ate cheeseburgers and whatever. It was just, like, a super-duper fun time. Played, video, played a lot of video games. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then we made, like, seven or so tracks. And then I flew home. And then we kind of, like, sat on those for a little bit, talked about stuff. We got some feedback from our friends. And then we did, like, 
five or so more. And then the record ended up being like 17 songs. It's like 50 minutes long. Oh, Dang. 17 tracks on it? Yeah. Damn. There's 17 oh, tracks. Oh, I'm excited for the. There's 17 tracks. It's like a big Wumbo record. It's great because I think if I remember correctly, Kenny thought we were going to do like more of like an EP kind of thing. But I was like, I'm ready to work. And I just kept, I was like, I'm... And he gets tricked into every project he does. <laughs> yeah, that shit was Kenny, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Every story he was telling me is like... I'm not tricked into this one. Yeah, so... Like, Dan, this shit with Serengeti. Yeah, he yeah, like, yeah. With Getty. Oh, my God. But yeah, so... Um, I just kept working. We just kept it vibing. And it was, like, fun in that way. We just kept having fun. And... The whole idea of doing a video game record with Kenny started because we did a tour where he was opening for Milo and I was playing drums in like the Ruby Odd House Band. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know you were a drummer. Yeah. Originally, I'm a drummer before any beats. Or That's anything. crazy. Drums, oh, yeah. damn. Um, and um, we both brought our switches. This tour was in 2018. We both brought our switches and we were both playing this game, Enter the Gungeon. And we just bonded on this whole trip about playing Gungeon. Like, we'd be sitting in the van, like, oh, you got that item? That's crazy. Like, hell yeah. Like, and we were just fucking gaming on every car ride on this tour. And that's when I first met him. And so we, like, really bonded over just, like, video games. So I kind of in the back of my mind, because this has always been a goal for me, I was like, if I ever get to do a record with Kenny, I want it to be, like, about video games. Because, like, I feel like this is something that we can both kind of, like, meet on and, like, have different, like, perspectives on in a cool way. I remember when Soul Folks opened, um, they had an arcade machine in Soul Folks, the one in the one in, um, the first one in Maine. And I remember watching Kenny play Galaga and crushing it. He's so good at Galaga. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And it was just like cool to see that. I've never seen someone like just crush Galaga like that. I was like, this is sick. Yeah. Yeah. So just cool. Isn't it, he making his own video game? There is a game with the record, yeah. Wait, there's a game for the your record? Yeah. Oh, he didn't say that. He on the podcast <laughs> yeah. said that he was working on a video game. Yeah, so, well, yeah, this will come out after everything's out. So, yeah, Kenny made, like, a deck builder roguelike where you play as us. Like, one of the, like, you can, like, pick your character. There's, like, Rory, SB, me, and Kenny, and they all have, like, different, like, properties, and... With all these different cards, and it's like a, it's like a very classic deck builder roguelike where you buy items and you battle up, and you can get to the end and beat the final boss, and and it's just a super that is fun. So hard. It is so That's dope. So hard. It is the coolest game ever. <laughs> um, all all it like full of like secrets and like interesting stuff and like weird little tidbits about you know just like indie rap in general and just like. I don't know, like, it's just so clever and funny, like, my, um, one of my favorite things is, um, there's, so, like, sometimes in between fights, you'll, like, go into what he calls, like, scenarios, where, like, or, like, stories, and it'll be, like, a guy stops you on a street and asks you if you want to hit his joint, like, do you hit it? And if you say yes, you might get a buff, or you might get, like, a debuff, and if you say no, then, like, nothing happens. But um, one of them is this guy named Dee's Cogs, like Discogs, and he can sell you cards that might be fake. <laughs> Damn, this is like a... It's like a game. It's, a it's game. like it's a, a real it's game. It's like a fucking video game. It's so What's cool. it going to be on? 
Um, it's just going to be on itch. So like you can just download it on your computer and play it, I think. Yeah. That's so dope. Yeah. Um, but it's been so fun to like have that also be a part of this. He like made a full video game. Um, and it came out amazing. My friend Brandon, who also makes games, did the 3D modeling for the album art. Oh, really? Yeah. That yeah. album is awesome. Yeah. The yeah. cover, the artwork. For yeah, it yeah, is really... yeah. So those like 3D models were made by our our Rubyot. Who else is on the uh, project? It's all Rubyot. So it's just Rap Ferreira, um, Espy the Moor, Randall Bravery, and Sharae. Those are all the features. That's dope. Yeah. That's yeah. really dope. Yeah. Damn. I didn't know you played drum. Do you still play drums? Sometimes, yeah. But um, yeah, when I was younger, like my dad was a drummer, and his dad was a drummer. My dad's a drummer. Oh hell yeah! Mm -hmm. So I'm a drummer too. Played drum set. Played like snare drum in middle school. And oh well, one of my biggest regrets is not continuing to do it in high school. Because when I was younger, I thought it wasn't cool. But now when I look back on it and I see people doing drumline, I'm like, that's fucking sick. Isn't that everything though? Yeah. Like, I, I wanted to do comedy when I was younger, but yeah. I was like, people are going to think I'm dumb for yeah. doing when this. When I was a kid, I was like, I, was like, I don't want to wear that outfit and like do marching band. And I'd be watching people that do, and I'm like, you look so cool. Yeah. Like, it's cool to me. But yeah, and I It's played, feeding uh, into that pop wanting to be like yeah, yeah. popular when you realize everyone that's I thought it was lame at the time, but it's actually cool. Like if you look at everyone who was popular during like our parents era, they're yeah. like what they hate now. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were yeah. like breaking gender conformity. They were like like whether it be like Prince or the rock stars or whatever, it's like, damn, you guys yeah, are like, like how can you, you think... loved the thing you yeah. guys now hate. That's a great point. Like, how can you think Prince is cool, but then like be bigoted about like literally binary people? Like you're crazy. But that's, yeah. yeah. That's it. That is like a real thing though. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I play <laughs> drums. I play guitar and I have like a folk, rock indie band that i play around here with and really? what's the name of your band first passionate frisbee club oh i want to see you guys play yeah we play around here like kind of frequently and you dj too right no no i like no i like play beats sometimes oh okay i host a beat night at um state park in Cambridge and that's when you go house. by dot dev dot dev okay yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and i'll do like live looping so it's all like improv beats and i'll like make like make beats on the fly yeah. when i saw milo rap ferrer do solid sound when he was like dj in his own set that was the first yeah. time i had seen shit like that oh yeah that's ever because like... i was always coming from more of the like grime like Tra traditional like rapper with a dj yeah or yeah. just like the like i don't know like i always liked the hard shit because i didn't know there was other shit you know sure. what I mean? Like, yeah. not that it's not hard, but you know, like, you. Griselda, like, yeah, it's crazy that you and Griselda are the same genre, but you are, and I love you guys both, yeah, like, like, equally, but it's weird. Sphere, but, you know, not exactly. It's weird with Sty rap. Yeah, rap like, styli is, stylistically, maybe not the most similar, but, like, definitely our approach to art is very similar. But it's just the yeah. genre is so wide yeah. of, like, yeah, hip-hop rap that it's... Absolutely. There's not really another genre like that that's so spread yeah. out. I actually heard, um, I actually heard, what's his name? Logic. Say something that was pretty poignant about this, where, like, 
in rock, there's like a million subgenres of rock, but with rap, it's just rap. You know, mm -hmm. that's crazy. It's true though. Yeah. But it's also a very new art form. Yeah. This year's the 50th anniversary of rap. That's true. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's young as fuck. When did you know? Like, when did you know who you were? As an artist? Yeah, like, when did you take yourself seriously? Like, when were you like, well, fuck if it's going to make me look cool or not. I'm just going to do it. I was always like that. He's playing Rome Streets. Good for him. Hell yeah. Shout out Exit, Gal exit yeah, Gallery. Shout out Exit. I was always like that. Just because that's how my mom raised me. To just be myself. I was always really weird. Without it being like artistic. Like even like when I was younger. I was just fucking weird. Like. I was. Into weird shit. I was just like not like a normal kid really. I was just like doing weird stuff all the time. So, did you know you? Did you think that you were normal, or did were you know? I knew that I was different than other people, like, mm -hmm. but I wasn't like super stoked about it. But I knew that I wasn't like, like I go to school and the, all the boys would talk about like, oh, they want to play baseball or whatever. I was like, it's not for me. Like, I don't know, and I was just very much aware that there was something about me that was different than everybody else I was around. Um. Or most of the people. Obviously, it's not like I was the only weird person, you know, yeah. in my school. But um, that's like a little too far fetched. But yeah, I was definitely just knew I was kind of weird, and the things I liked were weird. I played with Legos until I was like, you know, pretty old. Like I was still like, I still, I wish I had the money to buy Legos. But I was doing the thing where you'd like make them talk and jump. Like I was doing that until a pretty old age. You know? like, <laughs> You're like right before you came outside. I damn, damn near. Yeah. No, I was doing that for pretty like, yeah, pretty. And I was really into like, you know, weird video games and like just stuff that I think like people my age weren't, or like people my age around me weren't engaging with. Like I didn't really have a lot of friends who liked the same stuff as me until I was a lot older. There's hella bugs out. Yeah. Was, people are creepy. people are gonna see this. I don't have like, a where are the bugs? I don't have a twitch. I just keep seeing. Yeah, yeah I keep like doing yeah. this, and then I it's because of the bugs. It's yeah, because of the bugs. So yeah. you said you feel the importance of this record you're dropping because oh, yeah. of how the single is being well, received. and just because of like just because of everything. I feel like this is the 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 most I've worked on a project. The mo the most like attention's been drawn to like everything and like it's 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 the first like the most people in my corner regarding like everything going on around it and i know it's a big deal i'm i'm trying to be very conscious and grateful that i'm entering this like pantheon of rappers that like have these like collaborative records with kenny like mm -hmm. you know and and that's like very exciting and i feel really like grateful that this is happening but also at the same time, I don't want it to turn into this thing of like, oh, like everyone's doing me a favor. Like, I think I also want to acknowledge that like I've became so ill that I get to do this. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, oh, 100%. That's <coughs> yeah. 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 So, but do you feel like you're finally ready for it? Oh yeah. I'm ready. Oh yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready for it all. I'm excited for what it brings. I'm not trying to expect anything, but I do think it'll be like a big deal. Um, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Is that is time moving slow until the release? Yes. 
so slow. Like, are you so fucking slow? I need this. this I, need, I need this shit to come out like, right away. That's yeah, so cool. We're ordering the cassette tapes in a few days. And... Cassettes are blowing up. They're yeah. dope. Yeah, they're they look cool. They're dope. They're cheap to make, sort of. Not anymore, really. I mean, they 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 kind of used to be. But if you want all the bells and whistles, it's kind of like not that cheap. But what are the bells and whistles? You know, like the OB strip and the oh, shrink wrap oh. and the pad printing on the actual tape itself and the insert and the full color printing and, and, and yeah, yeah OB strips make no sense to me. But I like them. It's just a pretty adornment. It's just like a wrapper on. It's just like another wrapper. It's like a skin. It's like a Fortnite skin. <laughs> it's, a Fortnite. it's a Fortnite skin for vinyl. Yeah. So that's... yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So back to your question about being myself or knowing the, like, when I was me, I've always kind of been proud of who I am and like in my weirdness. But I think not until I was like in high school that I start like really embracing it because um, you know you, every, kids are shy and weird and people get bullied and whatever but it's I stopped letting it affect me in high school and with my when I got access to the internet like the things that I knew about and liked just became more hyper niche I think nowadays you see these weird niche things get mass appeal faster but like when I was younger, like, like the equivalent to Five Nights at Freddy's now, like, was not, not a lot of people, like, knew about it like that, mm -hmm. you know, or, like, weird internet things like that, or, like, Homestuck, you know, like, Homestuck was popular, but it wasn't like it was at, you know, Hot Topic. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, you're on need-to-know basis. Yeah, like, for sure, yeah. for sure. So, and I was into stuff like that, so, um... Yeah, just like little freaky kid. But after a while, I didn't let it stop me. And um, yeah. I think people think kids are getting weirder. Well, I think. But that I the, think it's the, people are just embracing, like, it's easier to find what you like and find, embrace it. Yeah, you niche know? Stuff. And I think it's easier to roll things out to people nowadays. Like, so it's easily, it's more accessible. Like, weird stuff is more accessible. And fast track to commercial access is way quicker, you know? Yeah, but that's why I think our parents, not our parents, but parents liked people like Prince and now don't, is they were like, I get to be myself. And then they just have to conform to what society really oh, is and yeah, start hating absolutely. that they couldn't be themselves. Absolutely. But now you can really start to be yourself and embrace it yeah. and it will work out no matter what field you're in, you yeah. know? That's so true. Anyway, thank you for doing this. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming out. I really appreciate it. We were at a dope little yeah. park. Yeah, the sun poked out. The rain didn't affect us too much. That was good. I really do appreciate this. I can't wait to hear the full record. Yeah. Had a capture playful out October 20th. It's already out. Go, go listen to it. Where can people find you? Oh, Pink Navel. Uh, that, that's my artist name. Uh, my Instagram is dot dev, D-O-T-D-E-V underscore. My Twitter, or my X, is Pink Naval Online. Um, I don't have a website, but... Yeah, I let my website go up. I just downloaded Threads for the first time. I saw, because you followed oh, me. It followed everyone. I know you, I know you made a Threads. I'm on Threads too, but I don't I don't, know, I don't like there. X. 
I never liked Twitter that much. I, and now I really I, don't like it. I loved Twitter, so this was like a big loss for me when it made it weird. Yeah. Yeah. Elon Musk is getting weirder and weirder. Mm-hmm. It was like you said it. <laughs> you fucking said it. If he listens to this podcast, imagine. Imagine he listened. You're never gonna be able to tweet about it again. He's gonna be like blocking all your accounts. Nuking oh, your whole Twitter. <laughs> I'll talk yeah. good about Zuckerberg so I don't get my right. Instagram yeah, pulled. But anyway, thank you very much. Yeah, thank thank you, you guys for listening. Peace out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.